0: always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull.
2: Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all.
0: Avery, whose show is this? And we're live, welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge, I'm Anthony Irwin, joined in a in a rare trifecta, triangle pod is what we are doing here by Raj Chapalu and by Aaron Larsoul, uh, his, that being Aaron's, uh, Warriors just beat the crap out of the Lakers You know what, and- no,
1: I'm not letting you do that, we're not starting <laughs> like that, <laughs> the Warriors are the team of my youth Uh huh that's what we're doing. The Warriors we'll, are we'll the talk, team we'll, of my
0: youth. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. The thing I always go back on uh, is that you talk about the Warriors in the same way that I talk about the Lakers, and that tells me that there's still a lot of passion there about the. Yeah, your, but your okay. Team of Here's why:
1: you're talking about online, right? Like as on Twitter and such. Mm-hmm. Because and when we talk, because I can't talk about the Lakers that way publicly. <laughs> <laughs> i cannot have that much passion about a the point. publicly i work there i can't i can't say all the things i want to say publicly as it relates to the warriors i can as it relates to the lakers i can't so i i can understand how it may come across as i have more passion for the warriors as opposed to the lakers that isn't no, true but publicly no. that has to be the case
0: no, I no. My point is that you give me a hard time for covering the Lakers the way that I cover the Lakers when you would cover the Warriors the way that I
1: cover the Lakers. Except I don't cover the Warriors. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Except I don't. It's like it's I like
0: I was talking to I was talking to Matt um, before we. Yeah, did it was, podcast by the way, a good, really the good episode. I enjoyed that. He's he's. I don't know why I get to a certain extent why some people get rubbed the wrong way by him I or whatever. Too, but like but we were in the episode. We were talking uh, before the show, and I was like, "You
1: exude uh, or exhume. Exhume? We're digging up dead bodies. No, exude, exude, exude. Yeah, exude. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, exceptionalism in, in the same way that I do with the Lakers about your Chiefs because he's a Chiefs fan. And I was oh, like, fuck. so all fuck the stuff. You.
1: No, you know what? <laughs> now I'm out. Uh, listen, <laughs> thank you for having me on. All- <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me on. It's been all fun. the stuff.
0: All the stuff that he like you know makes fun of me for he does all that same stuff with his chiefs and i just find that funny and it's just if like you guys
1: break down i listened to the episode but was there like a bonus episode maybe for Substack where you guys broke down all of the chiefs holding penalties in the super bowl that didn't get called <laughs> no okay
0: cool uh Raj has no, no really, idea what any of this is about really
2: quickly because i what was in, i was in bowl? No, I was I was in Vegas for the Super Bowl and so you know when, I don't bet at all but everyone's like you have to bet so I looked at the favorites I was like I'll bet on the 49ers I put you know I put some money Ooh. on the 49ers and I texted my friends and they were like that was dumb I was like dumb yeah. they're favored like in Vegas even thinks they're going to win and uh yeah it was not fun watching uh Patrick Mahomes
1: Patrick Mahomes and, is is the Steph Curry t- you you Rod, you're always looking for like an NBA I am, yes. comp for anything that happens in the world you're looking for an NBA comp Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. He is the boogeyman. He is who is he not, your favorite not LeBron NFL or? player player. No, no, no. Because LeBron is like straightforward. I'm the most dominant and I'm just going to okay. take your soul. Patrick Mahomes is like, he is a dude that everybody else is afraid of like Steph, right? Mm. All the okay. NBA dudes are afraid of Steph. All the NFL dudes are afraid of Patrick Mahomes. He's not the most physically dominant, but he's the boogeyman. The the images from the
0: Niners sideline as soon. As I don't want to do that. I want. I don't want to do <laughs> it. Right.
1: I'm sorry. I'm We're sorry. Not I'm not sorry, it. but I'm a little sorry. We're not. You know,
0: doing look, and, like your team just beat the Lakers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get my. It's not my you know, team. My it's team. the team
1: of my youth. It is not my <laughs> team. We're not doing any of this. I'm about, My internet is getting ready to go out.
0: Uh huh. Your whole power. It might be because I
1: unplug things, but my internet is getting ready to fail. All
0: right. Tell you what. Tell you what. I'm going to do something that gets us all in a better mood here. Brandon Omeng with a super comment, which means I get to play this.
1: Want
0: me to do it again?
1: (laughs) What are they saying saying in that clip?
0: What do you mean, what are they saying? I don't. I'll do Look, it again. Play it again. All right. Ready?
1: Yeah. Fuck, says right fuck there. Oh, that was fuck Boston. That was fuck Boston from Showtime. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. Play that again. Yeah. So, anytime, anytime, as you, a no.
0: reminder, anytime yes. people leave super comments, I will play that clip um, as part of the branding of the show. And Brandon left one here. Love it. Writing that the Lakers are such an unserious team. Also, why did Bron set out to play uh, today and play tomorrow against the Spurs? Not a good look, especially because he played in the All-Star game. I do think that that is a, a good place to start. We'll come back to the game over the course of the, of the show. It is the second topic for those of you who are watching live here on uh, YouTube. And for those of you who are watching live, Please do hit that subscribe button. Please do hit that like button. Leave your comments, all of that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I do can think. I, let me take this
1: one. Well, well,
0: hold on. I'm going to yeah, okay, expand right. this oh. out really quick oh, so yep. that we aren't we aren't like cramped in a closet while we're having this uh, conversation. But um, but yeah, no, Aaron. I'll, I'll get out of your way. What what is going oh, on there with LeBron oh, I think, playing so Brandon, in the All Star game and sitting both sides of <laughs> all-star game uh he did not play in the game before the all-star break and now he did not play
1: on the in the game on the other side of the all-star break so Brandon, thank you for the super chat um i think this is a fascinating question um and it is something that the trainers and doctors and sports science people around the nba consider coaches players gms also consider and I don't think anybody has come up with a definitive best practice for this. The Spurs tomorrow are terrible, right? The Spurs are terrible. The Warriors are haven't been great this year, but have won a bunch of games recently and seem to have figured something out. And so when there is a back-to-back, and th- this happened earlier in the season with uh, with AD and the Rockets, I believe. And I, I don't know the best practice, but I think it's a fair conversation. It's do you want to have all hands on deck in the game you're pretty sure you're going to win or the one that's more of a toss-up or you think you might lose? And I think it's a fair conversation to have, right? The The Warriors and Lakers, I think both have a very high ceiling this year. But from what they have shown so far, the teams are kind of equal and the Warriors are pretty healthy. GP2 didn't play today, but the Warriors are pretty healthy. So if LeBron is going to play, if he can only play one of the two games, I think it's a fair question to ask or conversation to have. Like, do you want to play LeBron today and take a chance against the Warriors and maybe you beat the Warriors or maybe it's a dogfight, maybe you lose, or do you want to play him against San Antonio who is actively trying to lose? Um, like if LeBron plays today and the Warriors still win and then LeBron can't play tomorrow, do you lose that one against the Spurs and then it's a complete disaster? Or do you want to save LeBron for tomorrow and just say, we'll fight the Warriors and see what happens. But we feel like we have a 95% chance to win against the Spurs tomorrow with LeBron. I think it's, a, like, it's an interesting question, but it is one that is being asked around the league. My question is like if LeBron's ankle is in
0: a state where he has to choose one of the two games coming out of the All-Star break and also sat the game before the All-Star break, what's he doing playing in the All-Star game?
1: I mean, did you feel like the All-Star game was the paragon of competitiveness?
0: <laughs> like it's, it's it's extra it's it's No, that's extra fine. Extra that's win. fine. But, like, like and he's LeBron out there is... dunking from the free throw line, you know, yeah. in, in that All-Star game and stuff. Like that I'm sorry. I watched him play there. He looked fine, and then now all of a sudden he's not available for one of the bigger games of your season, a nationally televised game too, by the way, that I can't imagine the league is thrilled that he missed. Go ahead, Rush. No, that's what I was going to say.
2: I don't really mind him sitting this game. I kind of understood it, even though you you did try to win this game. AD logged his 30-plus minutes, and I thought he was great. But it's the imagery, Aaron, of LeBron. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I think just the pressure of trying to dunk at the free throw line, and he was – taking like tomahawk dunks he looked like one of the more aggressive dunkers in the game let alone just for a guy who's kind of nursing you know an ankle injury I thought that was strange that's a weird kind of image to put out that he was going to play in that all-star game and if he just ran back and forth I would understand it but he was taking like huge tomahawk dunks on a supposed no I, I do think it's a bad leg and now he's nursing that while the team is back playing i just think that's a that's a strange look isn't it i'm not going to question lebron james's kind of medical decisions i just i think it's a strange look for fans and everyone involved to see lebron dunking like that in the all-star game and then him sitting like you said anthony the two games on the on the side of it i I just think i think it's strange that that he didn't you know that he was dunking that hard in the all-star game and now sits out a really important game where you could have made up ground in the standings phoenix lost tonight as well, right? I think no Sacramento did win, but um you have Golden State also gain a game on you. Like these are huge games down the stretch where every game kind of matters and you know he's going to rest games going forward as well. I just I didn't like the look of that, I guess.
0: Uh for, I think both LeBron. of those things are true. Like I think Aaron is like Aaron's logic applies, right? The, the 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 logic that Aaron is is talking about there applies. Also, it's a bad look. You know, to 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 miss to miss both uh of the games on either side of the all-star break and then also be seen during the all-star break Duncan and and running around the way he was like, you know, it, it does, you know, lead some people to some questions about like, we, what do we just see, you know? And, and, um, and look, like, I, I also think though that like as much as we might want to talk about LeBron and his, and, and not being, uh, not being available in this game, the Lakers, I thought, showed their asses in this one, you know, and I, I you know, I uh, the Warriors were pretty clearly ready to go in this one. And like the Lakers just were not. I thought I thought it was like poor preparation, it, 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 which is weird to say of the first game coming out of the, the all star break where uh Steph gets like three or four wide open.
1: Looks to start the game. The, the drop coverage to start did not. What seem the fuck? Yeah, the drop coverage. <laughs> Steph is not. Steph is, Steph is not the one for that. Steph is not. <laughs> I, Rod. Rod is. Rod is better. Look, Rod is better than at at both of than both of us at breaking down, like film. But I'm gonna go ahead and put my I've scouted here. for, for long, I'm gonna put my <laughs> scout hat on back on here. This is my scout hat. I'm turning around. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't like Steph is not the dude I would play drop against. It's just not going to work.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was a weird. And then, and then like Raj, we talked about uh, the minutes, like the way that they lined up minutes here, where you had Austin guarding Steph for a big chunk of the game. And then you bring in max and then Steph sits. And then you're not using your best perimeter
1: defender on Steph. Like it was just, but without was Vando, though, without to both of you, without Vando, who's the option? That that, Max. that was that was well, that was my point yeah, yeah, online. He, I, yeah, he cooked Max like Max can't well, guard. Sure, he was,
2: but he's gonna cook anybody, right? Like that. That's what that's Steph thing, Curry without, does. Without that,
1: Vando, like who's the option?
2: Well, even with Vando, I think the whole point is your team defense around it. And Aaron, to your point, they started off with a, I don't want to say it's drop. Cause it's not like Anthony Davis was all the way back and Steph, a, a, a drop versus Steph is different than a drop versus a lot of guys, right? Steph comes off where you can be at the level of the screen and he's still just so far back that he it hits. still feels, it feels
0: like a drop. Yeah,
2: it still feels like a drop, but AD's is like, I'm at the level, right? So I'm, I'm defending against Steph if he's going to turn the corner or if he's going to hit that pass to Draymond on the, on the, on the pick and roll with Draymond. So I thought Ad thought he was there. And some of those shots, you just have to like tip your cap to him. He had three threes, like right in the first quarter. I thought a lot of those were the first two were kind of where Ad was back, was, was dropped back a little bit. But on the third one, it's just Steph being Steph. And I was kind of fine. Austin, you know, staying with him. I thought Austin guarded him in the playoffs as well. So Austin's a guy that can chase. And if Steph's going to cook you in like isolation, you know, cooking you off the dribble, I you know, i I wouldn't have been mad at that. I, th- I think this game kind of turned when like, I think D-Lo and the non-AD minutes and even the non-STEPH minutes a little bit, d turnovers were like really harmful for the team and he couldn't get his offense going. Austin started to hit some jump shots, but I thought like just overall, there, this is where you miss LeBron. Like you just didn't have another shot creator. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, I know Anthony was driving you crazy. He was in foul trouble and like Darvin Ham essentially just removed him from the game. I think Dinwiddie was only the, only Laker in a positive plus minus. But Steph, like, I don't know what you do with that. I don't think Max Christie was changing what Steph Curry was doing in that first quarter. And Vando like, would have helped. He's our best kind of just on ball. He's not a great kind of screen navigator, but you can at least put length on him. Steph was just in one of those modes tonight. I think he had 25 by halftime or something like that. Steph was incredible and, and cooked the team. So I, I just don't know if Max Christie would have changed that at all. I just I think our guards weren't up to the level of like of playmakers tonight as they've been for this for the last few these last few games we've been playing really well offensively just tonight they, they didn't have it so hopefully hopefully well, tomorrow in San Antonio
0: what I would day. say though is just like it's the process right it, it like the, the process of of you know what you're getting ready for when you're playing against Steph. You know what you're like you, you you know what you like cannot allow when you're playing against Steph and especially early if Steph gets going early and you don't have LeBron yeah it's over like we were watching, we were watching the, 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 the game and we were like giving the Lakers credit, by the way, Aaron, you're muted. They you go. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Like we, we, we were like watching, we we're giving the Lakers credit for like hanging tough or whatever. But like I was watching, I was like, this is a 15 game loss or a 15 point yeah, loss. I mean, because when
1: Steph starts doing that, like nobody in the NBA wins, you're just not going to beat him. Well, no, like you like he has I mean, to be, lost games this no, year. But to be, yeah, I was going to say, to be 40. fair, like the Lakers scheme led into that at the beginning. What yeah. I'm saying is when Steph gets going like that early, because a lot of times he will start deferring to try to get other guys going early. When Steph gets cooking like that early, you just lose. And to whatever point you want to blame the coverage on that for allowing him to get going like that, it's fine. But when Steph gets going like that, you are you just you lose. Plainly, you lose. Especially yeah. without LeBron.
0: But uh, yeah, I... I... I think there are ways to, and, and like, look, if he gets it going like that and you're also shooting 20 something percent from three point range, that's when you lose. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and, and the Lakers just didn't do anything um, to basically offset the math there. And it was just kind of a matter of time um, until the warriors kind of started pulling away. And eventually they did. Um, I, I want to talk about D'Angelo Russell in, in this one. And um like, I think I, I, I have obviously made it known about the process that went into keeping him beyond the trade deadline where it was reported that um, I didn't report this, but it was reported that basically uh, the Lakers were swayed by the way that he was playing basketball leading up to the trade deadline and decided to keep him um, because of that. I have been told that it wasn't necessarily that so much as it was, the offers that he would have been included in. Um, They weren't over the moon over and therefore they kept him for that reason more so than the way that he was playing basketball. But this is the concern. Like no matter how you feel about like keeping him after the deadline or not moving him or or, or even the process. um, This is the concern is like the Lakers floor is a lot of times kind of dictated by D'Angelo Russell's floor, and 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 in this one, he was just not a factor in this one, really, from the get. And um, you know, yeah, you, you bring in Dinwiddie and you're hoping that you know, it's weird to have Dinwiddie in foul trouble. Like, I can't imagine. I was watching Dinwiddie while he was getting the fouls, and he's like, I never defend well enough to get fouls. Like, why are you calling fouls on me? Um, it was kind of funny to like watch his reaction to that as it was going on. But like Raj, like, I, I, like, can you speak to like your frustrations watching D'Angelo Russell play here tonight? Because I thought it was like, it was a game that sends, I think a pretty important reminder to the Lakers also of like, remember the Western conference finals where you could
1: not play him and, and, and the impact that it has on your team. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, and I'm throwing this back to both of you and Raj. Take, do you guys think that D'Lo was among the bigger problems tonight? Because I don't.
2: I, what? I I, I mean, no, so sure sure if he... you
1: if you thought D'Lo was one of, among the like bigger problems tonight, I don't yeah. think he was. You do think oh, he was? I do. Okay. I think
2: he wasn't part of the solution, which I think is kind of the issue with him, right? I think like he was throwing a lot of terrible turnovers. And Anthony, to your point of this is kind of the issue with D'Lo. I just. I think he has been playing better. I was one of the few people who were advocating to like think about before you move D'Angelo Russell. Everyone was on the on the case of just throwing him out the door. I do think his playmaking has been better. I think that's the thing that he should focus on more. Tonight was a game I thought where you know, the Warriors really picked up their physicality on their ball screens, and they kind of threw him out. But it was frustrating watching him just throw the ball away. There were a lot of units tonight where the reason you have D'Angelo Russell is to run those second units when you know LeBron's not on the floor and he just wasn't able to do that this is the floor for him and I think that's why you go get a Spencer Dinwiddie and even like last year in the playoffs that guy I you know I was saying before that Spencer Dinwiddie um, is not just the Gabe Vincent replacement he's also the Dennis Schroeder replacement like he's the guard that can attack the rim right that can pressure the basket a little bit and sometimes D'Lo and Austin kind of step on each other's pose a little bit in terms of they do the same thing they're both guards who want to get to a jump shot and that looks very pretty when it's going in but when it's not it looks like tonight what did D'Lo go like through? I think you know if you take
1: out the garbage time he was like I think he was six I think he was six of 16 tonight
2: R- right but I mean the game was over by the time he hit his last two or three jump shot. not to attack yeah. him for that but just it, it I felt
0: predicted like the game it too. Was... remember <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right we're,
1: we're gonna get some we're gonna get some delo down by 15 <laughs> Uh, you I know, mean, to be at, fair at, though, his, his plus minus and look, plus minus in single game is kind of wonky. But he was, I mean, he, he was significantly better than Rui. He was better than Austin. He was better than AD. Uh, yes, it, it's wonky. But like, I, I didn't feel Austin like he was, was playing, playing better possible.
0: than DLo. Like, that's where you know, yeah. yeah. I, I like also, I, I thought again, I thought like the single game better. plus minus is is wonky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
2: thought the context with that, he was part of that group where, you know, it was the close of the second half. I think the game was going back and forth. It was tight. And then Darwin tried to give AD a the rest. And that was Delo's unit. Remember, it was him. It was Delo Jackson Hayes. It was Rui. And I believe it was Max. And like their offense was basically Delo run the offense, you know, just get us to the end of the half. And he was throwing lackadaisical passes. He has a Like he has a propensity to be really nonchalant. Like when he's just not invested, when his scoring's not going, he throws a lot of lackadaisical passes and just passes that were off the mark. Um, Some passes went right to Steph and he got a few and ones and stuff like that. I thought that really killed our momentum of where 80 was having a really nice game. And then the lead bloomed, I think the 12 or 13 where, Andrew Wiggins got like a one handed tip to end the half. And that kind of put us in this pocket of 12 to 15 deficit. But I thought that's where we lost this. And that's kind of the you know struggles with D'Angelo Russell that you have to live with. And you hope when LeBron's there, you have a Dinwiddie that, there as well, that like it's on Darwin to kind of pull him and, and to kind of understand when D'Lo having a good game or not. But it's kind of clear when D'Lo playing well, he has this like moxie about him where he has this confidence and swagger. You just compare this to the last Warriors game here, right? He had that shot to take it to overtime. And you compare that tonight. Yeah. It's so stark where I think like the coaching staff has to be able to realize it's just not your night. And I thought tonight was one of those nights we just didn't have the roster to kind of make up for that for him. But uh, yeah, it was a tough night for D.La. For for
0: sure. Another another comment here um, from Brandon, which I get to play this for. uh, Brandon saying that, uh, prepare, be prepared for Delo to get benched in the playoffs for Spencer Dinwiddie. Don't trust Delo in Sorry. the playoffs. I mean, like, look, that's been the story for his career, right? Like, that, that's just the reality of the situation until he proves it to be otherwise. Um, I, I, I thought that, um, and again, like, what frustrated me, like, Raj, you mentioned it in that, like, you know, Dinwiddie picked up his fouls. And I kept on saying like, oh, who cares if he fouls out, then whatever, like <laughs> if he fouls out and and the notion, I guess, was that like they, they took him out with the fourth foul, um, hoping that you would stay close and that he would close the game or whatever. But like you, it, it's it's the age old um, conversation that you have in baseball, right, where in baseball, do you save your closer for, you know, later in the game or do you use that high-leverage pitcher for the high-leverage situation. And I thought here tonight, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was your high-leverage player who was playing better than D'Lo, who they were saving for a moment later in the game that never winds up coming. And, you know, you look at uh, Dinwiddie's line, he only plays 18 minutes. He's the only Laker who's in the plus, in the plus-minus, in, in a game that Lakers got blowed out. So, like, I I, I don't know. I, I just thought that um, this game... You know, the Lakers carried some momentum. That was like the title of a couple of the shows that I I recorded going into the All-Star break. The Lakers had some real momentum going into the All-Star break, and I thought that this was another game where they kind of, you know, went back to some bad habits. and Prince, D'Lo and Austin being in the starting group, uh, that hasn't been a good thing all year this year. Uh, and and uh, I thought and Prince's shot selection in this one was really poor, and I thought that kind of took the Lakers – um, out of uh, momentum but another guy that we have to talk about here Aaron I, I'm I'm legitimately curious about this because I don't know okay I don't know to what extent it's a coaching thing I don't know to what extent it's a player thing but Rui Hachimura has the largest gap between floor and ceiling I have ever seen from a player all who time. I consider to be good at basketball yeah of all time right like in this one he goes uh in 32 minutes he's a minus awful. 28. It was awful. It's like every time he took a breath tonight the Warriors scored. So like what 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 goes into that gap between the the floor and the
1: ceiling for? Him? So I I do want to take like a half a step back to kind of because I th- I think this is relevant to the Rui conversation also. Um how much of this do you guys like? How much of this do you you kind of just throw away because LeBron wasn't there, right? And so you're saying like Torian started this according and to, according
0: to according to Darwin, it's harder to make up for uh, role players than big dogs. So I'm not he
1: did you know are we actual, supposed to he make this say that a couple me. months ago. He did say that a couple months ago, which was not his <laughs> finest quote. It was not the, his best effort. Um, I think this is just kind of. I think that I mean to I mean, this is you're not gonna like this answer, but I think this is just kind of who Rui is. Um mm-hmm. Rui is an incredibly talented guy, right? He's big, he's athletic, um, he can put the ball on the ground a little bit, uh, he's strong, uh, he can shoot it a little bit, like as evidenced by the playoffs last year where he shot a 48 percent from three. Yeah. Um, but we've also seen, we also have enough evidence of whatever, five year, four or five years in, in Washington. And then last year leading up to the playoffs and this year where he's not that guy every day. And I think this is just my answer to what is it about Rui's ceiling versus his floor? And you know what, you know, what kind of reminds me of it, somebody on the other side today, it kind of reminds me of Andrew Wiggins. Like, Mm. you know, sometimes he looks like one of the best dudes on planet Earth, and then sometimes he's just a guy. Um, And I don't have a great answer for how it modulates between the two or what causes one versus the other. It seems kind of random, right? Rui had, what was it, I don't know, 35 or 36 the other night. And Anthony, you just mentioned he shot 51% from three in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I don't have a great I don't have an answer for you as to why he scored 36 a week ago and he was looked like he had this was his second time playing basketball tonight. I don't have I don't I don't know. I don't know, but well, I, that is the 64 million dollar question, right? I I don't know, but I think it is I do agree with you that the 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 difference is 64 million bucks the
0: the amount of money they're gonna pay their next head coach.
1: Is that did we get some inside information? Different uh, hold on. Is this Hennessy? Yep, Hennessy is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um I understand I understand the frustration for Lakers fans, and there is frustration. Rui gets frustrated by this, and the organization gets frustrated by it, and management gets frustrated by it, and Darwin gets frustrated by it. But like for some guys, this is just especially when they're this talented, but can't harness it every night. Sometimes the NBA just has these guys, right? And again, like it, it's seen, it feels a lot like Andrew Wiggins is more talented. He was the number one pick and he was the best player in high school in Canada and all this kind of, uh, you know, and all this. But that's what it feels like, where sometimes they are, they can be, because they're that talented, are the best dude, they look like the best dude on planet earth. And some do, sometimes they're like, Wait, he just played twenty six minutes. He he was on the he was on the floor tonight, and I, I don't know the answer.
2: Really quick, it's actually fifty four million. So you gave him an extra ten for no reason. So it's 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 only fifty four million for, for Rui Achimura, but. Um well I, well, I can, I'll give you an answer. The reason why he dropped 36 against Utah is they start three small guards or they play a lot of small guards where it's like Keontae George, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton. Those are guys that really yeah, but you're not
1: getting of... overwhelmed by the Warriors like size and physicality. Yeah, I mean, like
2: Kaminga Kaminga and Wiggins gave him real issues tonight. Like he he was unable to go through their chest. And even Dario Saric, who should have been a mismatch for him, he was just unable to kind of go through his chest. And I think the, the most disappointing thing for me with Rui Hachimura, and he's not alone in this, where his offense dictates his defensive effort, but I think my, my issue is the whole point to me of giving a guy like that a four-year deal or a three-year deal is so that whatever role it is, he can buy into it and not have to worry about the contract kind of stipulations, and it still feels like he was very – and he might have been cor- – he was probably correct about this in terms of being unhappy with his role, but to me his defensive engagement just comes, comes and goes way too much the reason he was paid, and I push back on this all the time where people, you know, say he was only paid for his three-point shooting in the playoffs. I just I disagree. I thought he was a huge factor in terms of his physicality, his rebounding, like- his low man, yeah, his low man help, his weak side blocks that he got in the Memphis series. Obviously, the shot making is what kind of creates all the headlines, and it wasn't just three-point shooting against Memphis. He was able to take them in the post and hit his like mid-range kind of jump shot um that he's patented. All that stuff has kind of really waxed and waned where um, his effort on the defensive end has just not been there, and then you you combine that with his foot speed. He got beat off the dribble. To your point, Anthony tonight, like fifty million times. His closeouts were terrible against Pajemski. He was, you know, closing out the wrong side. He gave up floater after floater after floater tonight. And those are the things, those defensive kind of awareness stuff with him. That's that's a little concerning um but yeah that's my thing with Rui like I think he needs to be engaged he needs to be you know a part of the offense what happened to him as a screener that's the stuff that we were using a ton before the all-star break tonight I think he set like three screens even the screens he set, he didn't really set like he was just kind of there um and that's the stuff with him I think that you know comes and goes way too much for a guy that the Lakers really invested in that was the whole point to me right that's the whole
1: reason you give a guy a contract like that so you don't have to worry about how much how much of that and this is a question for both of you how much of that is on him and how much of that is on not him <laughs> on an entity that is not Rui Hachimura <laughs> as I drink, as I take the sip of,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say, I would say it's more coaching than Rui, um, but not by much. Right. So like you're talking, you know, 55, 45, 60, 40 kind of a deal. And, and the way that I would explain it is like Raj, you made the point about his contract, right? And yeah, that is the amount that he got paid. And and you would hope that like within that contract or, or implicit with that contract is like, all right, now you can, like you got paid. You don't have to like, it, it's not a Christian wood situation where you're like dying right. to score every point that you can possibly score so that you could hopefully get your contract after this one. You can focus on whatever it is that makes us a better team. Um, But I also think like a part of that also is having a consistent role that rewards him for doing those little things. And the example that comes to mind is actually Deandre Ayton where um, Phoenix, you know, he did all the small things. He was setting hard screens. He was rolling hard to the basket. He was defending at the rim. He was being an actual winning player. And then not only did they not pay him for doing those little things, but then there was told like, actually, we need you to do like the bigger things in order to get your contract. And that's what he winds up focusing on. And, and I think like with Rui, his role has been so enigmatic this year, so ambiguous this year that like I I think there's some frustration where he just kind of falls back on bad habits that he developed it, in, in Washington, where we know how Washington operates right poorly. Like we know that it's a shit organization and like, and, and for, for, for guys in a bad organization, it just becomes, well, I'm going to get mine so that I can get paid. And I think when, when Rui sees some wizards tendencies from this Lakers coaching staff, he's going to hearken back to those bad habits. And I think it does make him kind of waver so far on either side of the sign curve. Um, for, for for a player who should be more... He has the tools, Raj, to be so much more consistent than he actually is.
2: Do you remember the story this summer? It was him... I never watched the movie, but I forgot what the reference was. But him, like, with LeBron, uh, shadowing LeBron around. Um, like, Raj, yeah. you've never
1: watched any movie.
2: Yeah. Okay, but I forgot yeah, what the movie name was. But anyway, I think the listeners know. Uh, but, like, he was, like, shadowing LeBron around. You could say, like, um, Avatar. Like, it could be, it could be like... <laughs>
0: A movie billions of people would watch. Oh no, it's a Karate <laughs> yeah, Kid. Karate it's Kid. Karate yes, Kid. It's, yes.
2: That's oh. that's on the bucket list as well to watch. But anyway, like you was no, following the No, it's
1: not. You don't have <laughs> you a bucket list to watch. That is not a thing. Um, so it's I'm not supposed to watch. Do not sorry. lie to the people here. Yeah. Do not lie to the people. You're you're right. Yeah, probably never going to go good on Netflix a TV show screen. too. I can't believe. It. Oh, oh yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. I never seen that shit either, Raj. To be fair to you. Okay. Thank you. Which yeah. makes it. That's white white people, people shit. shit. Yeah, that, that's that is <laughs> definitely white people shit. I, to be fair, I think I've seen I have seen Karate Kid, which is also white people shit. But I think I've seen it. So if you like, if you miss an app like if you hadn't watched The Wire, would that make it white people shit too?
0: Like, like what's no? What's
1: the the wires about a bunch of brothers in Baltimore. Hell, I no. know. But it's it also just the best TV so show that has ever existed. Me,
0: it seems to me that every time you haven't seen something, it automatically becomes white people
1: shit. No, no, to, no to be fair, I don't watch. I, I'm I'm not as bad as Raj, but I do not watch a lot of movies and TV. I watch sports and uh, cooking shows. I don't really watch anything other than that. It's not Next just something chef? that I haven't do you like, seen. Do you like Next Level Chef, have you watched that one? No, I watched that. That's probably why people shit. <laughs> I watched that. It's probably why. People no, there's literally shit. a black judge. <laughs> it's still <laughs> good. She's it, really good. It's still, probably. It, it, he's giving me, just because of how you're describing it, he's giving me Tiger Woods, like Russell Wilson vibes. Russell Wilson is a quarterback that plays in the NBA. I uh, plays in the NFL. Ross. she's a she. Oh, she. I've heard of Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I've heard of Tiger no, no, well. no, that's, no. I think that's why people shit. No. <laughs> I, I I watch that. That's why people shit.
0: Um, no. I but yeah. I I like the the tools that Rui has at his disposal. Um. Like the part of it that the part of it that frustrates me is, okay. Your offense is going to come and go because there are so many primary creators on on this on this team, right? And sometimes there are going to be some games where I mean, you are, not not tonight though. Oh yeah, no. I no, but I I mean that like, like like it's going to come and go like your role in the offense is going to come and go for whatever reason. But to me like Raj, I think the point that you're making that I think needs to be hammered home a ton more than it has been this year. Everybody's been focused on the offense, but defensively, he's gone from like impact to disaster and and there is no reason why he should be that inconsistent on that side of the court
2: exactly I remember we played Denver you know a few weeks ago Um, and I was watching him versus Aaron Gordon right he's not the athlete Aaron Gordon is of course but I think like Rui needs to be more like at least Aaron Gordon light for this team and I think that was some at least a little bit of the hope that he would come in and be that big physical bruiser right and that's why Aaron Gordon fits so beautifully with Denver like Aaron Gordon is not a jump shooter he's not a crazy spacer but you just watch him on every play. He's going and screening hard. And he's he's a force on the boards to a point where some teams have to send two at him, right? And that kind of collective force of having to put two on Aaron Gordon and then having an offensive rebounder like Nikola Jokic, like that's just a really tough combination for teams to deal with. And that was some of the hope, I think, like pairing Rui with LeBron and AD. And yeah, those guys haven't played enough. And that's kind of some criticism on Darvin Ham. But I think Rui's kind of ability to be a physical defender and just a physical force That has waxed and waned so much this season. That's the most disappointing thing for me, for him. I think his offense has actually been okay. He's actually shooting a good percentage on spot-up threes. I think there's places where he gets lost. And tonight, you know, Aaron, you were asking if you just throw this away because LeBron didn't play. Tonight's one of the few nights where Rui gets to play the power forward. Like, this should be his most uh, productive lineups that he plays in, at least offensively. And still, he just looks lost sometimes. And... Uh, where he's just running, I call it corner to corner, where Rui just runs from one corner to the other. And there's a lot of places where he just has a blank stare on his face because he doesn't know what his role is. So that's the stuff I would like to see more defined with him. But yeah, Anthony, the defensive and just physicality and force, that's the stuff I want to see from him more. And I think that's a big part of why he was paid that much money. People look at that and just can look at his offense. But I think the defensive kind of force with him, LeBron and AD, was a huge part of it. And he's kind of disappointed in that, in that manner so far this season.
0: I have not um, seen this excuse used before, but apparently i um, trying to find. So Anthony Davis isn't, this is from Jovan Buha friend of the show, friend of friend of friend of the uh, internet. Jovan Buha, the people's champ, right? People's like champ. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis isn't speaking with the media tonight because he lost his voice per the team. Darvin Ham said post game that Davis's voice affected his ability to communicate defensively tonight. <laughs> and maybe that's why the Lakers were so bad
1: defensively.
0: <laughs> sure thing, but why not? Fuck it. Um, I I do want to, I, I want to um, wrap on this because um, so essentially like, you know, I had that uh, episode with Matt where he made the case as to why the Lakers are actually a worthwhile bet at like 50 to one to win a championship this year. um, I would say any LeBron James and Anthony Davis team that you could bet at 50 to one to win a championship is a good bet. Um, that number has since dropped to 28 to one. Last time I looked at it, though I think after this game, might might bump up a little bit again. But um, I want to know, like, is there anything, Aaron, that you think the Lakers can do to shorten the gap, narrow the gap between uh, the the like the absolute worst that they can look and the best that they can look, right? Without lowering the ceiling, like what how wh- what can be done here to raise the floor for the Lakers because they do need to rack up some wins here. Like they do need to go on some stretches where they win seven out of ten where they win, you know, you know, five out of seven consistently or whatever. Um, If they want to stay in the playoff race, play in race, let alone jump into like the eight spot or whatever. Um, Like if you had to narrow down a thing outside of injuries that the Lakers would need to focus on here to, you know, raise their floor. Is there anything that can be done basketball wise or, or, or
1: like, what would you look at there? Uh, um. So here, <laughs> so here's the thing. I think we have um, the 10 that are going to be in the playoff slash play-in. I think the 10 are the 10. Um, the Lakers and Warriors are 9 and 10 now. Um, and I think that Utah and Houston have fallen back enough that I think that, at minimum, the Lakers are going to be in the play-in. There is a material difference between – and look, for for the Lakers, I think the getting the six seed, the five six, um, which right now is it's Sacramento and Dallas and Phoenix are kind of going back and forth with it. I think Dallas's win today put them in sixth and Phoenix in seventh. So I think that ship has kind of sailed getting to sixth and just the Lakers are a playoff team. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, but there's a material difference between being seven, eight and being nine, 10. Do you have to yeah. win one game to get or in or do you have two chances to win one game to get in? So I think at this point, the goal for the Lakers is try to get into the seven, eight matchup. If you can be seven, great. Cause that means you get to host it. Um, but how to optimize that and to raise the floor. Like you're not going to like my answer, but it's, the guys playing and playing well and frankly optimizing the lineups in ways that we've seen more of recently, but I'm not sure we've gotten fully there yet. Um, and th- by the way, that's a Darwin question. You could say, Aaron, why aren't you telling Darwin to do this? Or why isn't the front office saying this is what it should be? It's a Darwin question. Darwin is fully empowered to play, start, have the rotations be, the minute distribution be, whatever he thinks is best, outside of when you know, training staff, a doctor, says this dude can't play more than X number of minutes, but that's not what it is right now. So, I mean, really, it's a that's a Darwin question. It's a optimize the lineups question and that is going to get you the best chance to raise the floor without also shrinking the ceiling i think that's the answer because there's no more after after spencer right that's the bio guy like there's no more help coming
0: yeah no i like i I was asked today um, what I'm hearing on the buyout front, and I'm hearing that for this whom? is
1: for this for is, whom? the Lakers. This is
0: the team. Yeah, right. this is this is the team here. Moving forward.
1: All I capital. mean, shit.
0: Oomst. Dinwiddie was a miracle, man. Like I can't,
1: I can't, he's I can't stress enough. There's a great pickup. I don't get credit for that. I, I get, I get shit for not getting uh, Darren Collison <laughs> until. Three years later or like two years, three years later, when he was completely lost. The I, I don't Have get you any credit. There? I get no credit for Spencer Dinwiddie. Cool. <laughs> I just like to know. <laughs> just blame for just blame for Darren Collison. And by the way, shout out Coach Pete, who who really like twisted the knife into me and exposed me for yeah, cool. Thanks. We, 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 we just needed fo- we photo evidence.
0: Like, we, we needed photo evidence of you being there with Dinwiddie at that game, and unfortunately, <laughs> the only photo evidence that we got was him there with Polink Not unfortunately, it's on the, other, get, side. You
1: know, on the whatever, other side. So whatever, whatever. Doesn't mean I didn't have conversations. It's on the other side, <laughs> <laughs> directly behind the Lakers bench. I'm across from the Lakers bench.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. I think that is going to do it here for this episode of, uh, the Lakers lounge. Unfortunately, not enough time to talk about Jalen Chafino's step back. To wait, the wait, wait, there. But just, yeah. Let's get out of his way. He hit
2: his first three of the season. So I'm excited. He had a, oh, you know, God. an air ball from 15 feet and he had like a pull-up jump shot that didn't go in. But, um, yeah, like I think we've just thrown him out way too quickly. I'm not saying he's going to be great. He's going to be good. It's just, I, I think it's, it's too soon to have a, have a ruling on JHS. So. Excited to watch him play.
0: Um, really quick before but,
2: we end though, because I I had I all he'll be, these. I was, he'll be
0: just fine in Cleveland next year. Oh God, don't do that to me. They're,
2: Raj, they're,
1: get the notes up. Raj has Raj. No, no, I was just like because
2: because like, I've been I've been out for a while with life stuff and dealing with stuff. So I was so happy to come back and I thought the Lakers might have had a chance to win. So like I think the team is playing a lot better. Like I think. They've really found themselves offensively. We've gone to a bigger lineup. Torian Prince is actually coming off the bench. When the team has people who matter, not not who matter, but when you have the guys healthy, Torian is coming off the bench. We move towards a bigger lineup. Christian Wood um, and, and Jackson Hayes were a part of that. Christian Wood is obviously hurt now, and I think Jackson Hayes is playing really well. Our offense, we're, like, number two in offense in the last – we are like we were, like, eight and three, I think, in our last 11. We were number two in offense and, so like, number two in assists and, like, 29th in turnovers something like that where – like, I think the offense has stepped up. This team has been playing better. They just need uh, LeBron and AD to kind of stay healthy to have another run here. So it was a lot of, like, throwing cold water on a team that's actually been hot for a while, like, because of this loss. But I do think there's a lot of positive coming. Roz I just want to get president. that out. I just want to get that out because I was, like, president.
0: Really There's, a good, all there's these... a good team in here somewhere is what Rogers saying?
1: Somewhere. Tell Cooper. <laughs> yes.
0: Juggernaut, yeah.
1: No, I – I,
0: I also agree. I don't want to like, you know, completely overreact to, you know, losing to a Warriors team that had been playing better um lately. Since Draymond came back from his suspension, they had been eight, quite a eight, bit better, especially
1: for the Warriors going into tonight. Uh
0: with him on the court, especially their their ratings are, are all kind of through the roof since day, uh, Draymond has come back. Um it's why I uh, you know, Avery will get a couple extra donuts tomorrow. Um but But i you
1: you 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 went you went dirty again you went dirty money again
0: i don't know how many times i have to explain this to you guys i am a thoroughly practical person you went dirty
1: money again i
0: i was a i I was a civil engineering uh i don't even know if
1: avery wants those donuts
0: Can, can tell you i can guarantee you miles does okay, that the, that's fine. My, man, my man loves his donuts sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. um no but but no i i i i think raj the point that you made there is is a good one and it's a fair one that the lakers um had been playing better they did not have lebron in this one they go play in san francisco where it's typically difficult to play and um and, you know, it, it, and, and Steph did Steph shit. And like when mm-hmm. Steph does that stuff, it's going to be difficult to win anyway. Um, I just, I, I think there were also some aspects of this game that were predictably annoying, right? The Rui Sorry. step back in, in this one and and the uh, D'Angelo Russell bad game in this one. or And, and, and darvin Ham's kind of mishaps, again, in, in a game that you had two weeks to prepare for. Um, those are the ones that like that, that, that still leave a bad taste in the mouth mouth, even given the, um, the expectations going in, but you know, we'll see what the Lakers look like. The, the nice thing about the NBA season, especially from here on out is that more often than not, you have an X game in the next 24 to 48 hours in this, uh, sprint to the end of the season here. So, um, we will be there to watch that with you on all access Lakers. Um, Raj and I watched this one together. Maybe Aaron will will uh, no. Is it a home game?
1: It's probably a home game. Ah, uh, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, the Wemby. Yeah, my first time seeing Wemby in person. Yeah, tomorrow. You didn't see him in Vegas. Yeah, we saw him at. Somewhere. Oh, I mean, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in Vegas um, as, as before. You know, when he played uh, Scoot's uh, Ignite team. Yes, I saw him twice in Vegas. Got to scout him there. But this is my first time seeing him as an NBA player in person.
0: Mm, okay. Um, all right. So. Uh, Raj and the guys will be on all access Lakers. It's a Friday, which means I am not working. Um, <laughs> it's just good for it's a you. Long, it's, a, it's a long, if season. you, uh,
1: if, if you're at the game tomorrow, DM me, come have a Hennessy or a sink with me at the game tomorrow. There me. you go.
0: Yeah. Hit hit them up. Uh, so until then, and until the next time you guys hear from us, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Tripalu. That was Aaron Larsoul. This has been the Lakers Lounge, a fun triangle episode here of the Lakers Lounge to lift your spirits after uh that kind of ugly loss that the Lakers took at the hands of Aaron's uh Golden State Warriors and in t- <laughs> in the a team until Sunday. of
1: my youth. <laughs> until Not Sunday. My Golden State Warriors, the team of my youth. <laughs> until Sunday. Is that is that a Warrior shirt that you're wearing right now? <laughs> no.
0: Steph jersey <laughs> under there.
1: Yes, it's like the
0: nice thing about Steph jerseys is that they're usually they're reversible because there's a Lakers one on the inside of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll we'll, we'll discuss that. It
1: might be it it might be a Manute Bowl Warriors jersey, but (laughs) he's my favorite player ever. (laughs) Until Sunday.
0: Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. Oh no, wait, no. Tomorrow's a happy hour. I'll be on. I'll be, I'll oh, be yeah, doing tomorrow, a happy yeah, hour Tomorrow, here,
1: Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, to to uh, to talk about basketball with you guys and and send your questions in the form of a five star review to iTunes, or when I fire off the tweet, you guys can get your questions in there or ask them live, and I'll try to get to as many of them tomorrow as I possibly can. So until then, have a great rest of your evening. Make somebody else's, and I will talk to you tomorrow.